check one, check two. I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports Stew Show. Is that so? Thanks for your view. Even more if you cash out. Flowers like me was sent to bring real rap back. Bliss beats like fourth and goal on the one. Y'all punt fake, I block your field goal, son. Day and night game on grass and coliseum. Flows to the dome, close caption to read it. Instant replay for highlights, you see him. Close commentate and slang hip hop weight. They suck vape my float like crushed grape. Bottle and preserve like all them finer herb. Spices, vices, one of the nicest. Nicety takes the cake like ice cream. And welcome back. To another action-packed episode of the Rob U Sports Stew Show, NFL 2021 season, going into Week Nine. And on Thursday night, it was a matchup between the Colts and the Jets. And in a high-scoring game, the Colts defeated the Jets with a final score: Colts 45, Jets 30. And on a sad note. The NFL had a recent The NFL had a recent A recent sad Occurrence A, a terrible accident Where Henry Ruggs Of the Las Vegas Raiders Was in a fatal DUI accident And In that DUI accident A life was lost so first, we just want to say rest in peace to that young lady, Tina Tinter, who was killed in that fatal Henry Ruggs DUI accident. And in that fatal DUI accident, Henry Ruggs was reported to be had going over 150 miles per hour in his Corvette and hit the rear end of her RAV4 and the RAV4 burst into flames and Henry Ruggs was said to have twice the legal blood alcohol level and he's also facing up to 46 years in prison on multiple terms. So definitely was a terrible accident for everyone involved and thoughts and prayers go out to her family and Henry Ruggs family and all those affected by that loss. And Henry Henry Ruggs was released by the Las Vegas Raiders shortly after this incident, and he was he was in the hospital and then has had been arrested after the incident. So definitely was a terrible news for the NFL for that Henry Ruggs accident, and just something that you hate to see and something that is was terrible to hear about and. You just hate to see things like this happen. It's just another reminder why it's important not to drink and drive. And it shows how precious life is and how fast life can change when you don't make the right decisions in the right situations. So definitely rest in peace to Tina Tinter and also her dog. who were both killed in that terrible Henry Ruggs DUI. And on another note, Aaron Rodgers was asked about his vaccination status earlier in the offseason. 
and his response was that he was immunized, but he never said he was vaccinated. But recently, Aaron Rodgers had got COVID, and it was revealed that he had not been vaccinated this whole time. So, therefore, the Green Bay Packers definitely probably violated some COVID protocols for their star quarterback because he was not vaccinated this whole entire time, whereas the majority of the NFL teams and organizations and staff are vaccinated. And many believe that he was vaccinated, but actually... He was a pro, he was a protocol violator, and because he's not was not vaccinated, and because he has COVID, he has to stay away from the team for ten year, ten weeks, excuse me, ten days, which will cause him to miss out on the matchup this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. In response to him being exposed as not being vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers has come out in different media outlets and said that he felt that he does not believe in the vaccination and he was allergic to one of the ingredients in the vaccine. And also, he was going to take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but they had paused on giving that vaccine out. And also, he had supposedly did his own type of medication that he felt would be suitable for a vaccine, but the NFL did not agree and therefore deemed his deemed him as unvaccinated. So it's still a lot of questions remaining behind the whole Aaron Rodgers. Was he lying? Did the Green Bay Packers truly violate the COVID protocols for their star quarterback? And it was a lot going on there. He even went as far as to say that an NFL doctor told him a vaccinated person could not catch or spread the vac- catch or spread COVID. So I guess therefore he felt safe because all of his teammates and staff members were vaccinated, even though he wasn't. So who knows if the NFL will punish Aaron Rodgers? He is definitely one of the faces of the league. So. Who knows if Roger Goodell will give him that pass, but definitely not a good look for Aaron Rodgers being exposed as not being vaccinated when the majority of NFL players are vaccinated and his team is mostly vaccinated. And he's also potentially violated COVID protocols that the NFL has set out guidelines for teams to go by. So he will be missing this game against the Chiefs and also facing I'm sure more scrutiny going forward from the league and the media and the fans. So we'll see what happens with the Aaron Rodgers immunization trail moving forward. And the other news is the return slash departure of the Diva receivers. And everybody remembers back in the day when certain television sports announcers and anchors began to label certain wide receivers in the NFL as divas and the list began with players like Keyshawn Johnson and then it continued with players like Terrell Owens 
And most recently, some of the more notable diva receivers have been Deshaun Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr. And recently, Deshaun Jackson was released by the Los Angeles Rams after they were unable to find a trade partner. So Deshaun Jackson is a free agent. He will be free to sign with any team he wants or any team that wants him. Whereas Odell Beckham Jr. had an issue going on, going on with Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield where they just were never able to get on the same page and show that kind of chemistry and cohesiveness you would like between your star quarterback and your star receiver. So in a re- after a recent game, Odell Beckham Sr., his father, had posted some things, some videos and some highlights where he was kind of demonstrating that Od- that Baker Mayfield wasn't passing to Odell Beckham Jr. on certain in a, on certain routes when he was open, and he made it as if Baker Mayfield had something against him. And of course, when the team caught wind of this, it definitely was not something the team was happy about, and the team held him out of practice for for two days and then basically kind of sent him home as they decided what they would do moving forward. Now, the chemistry issues with Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield, some of it could be linked to maybe on certain plays, Odell was coming back to the huddle and saying, hey, man, I was open. Why you didn't pass to me? You know, and doing this over and over and just kind of irritating Baker. Or maybe Baker felt like if he forced him the ball, it would cause too many interceptions or incompletions. And then sometimes when he did throw him the ball, there were drops or he didn't make his best effort to make those kind of receptions in traffic. So the franchise has decided that they will release Odell Beckham Jr. and he will will be placed on waivers on Monday. So this coming Monday, most likely on Tuesday, he'll have a chance to be claimed by another team who will pick up the remainder of his contract where at the end of this season after reworking the contract he will become a free agent so it'll be interesting to see which team will roll the dice on Odell Beckham Jr. and some people are saying maybe his career is over maybe the injuries have caught up with him and he's not worth the headache or he's not as productive as he once was but It remains to be seen and also remains to be seen what team he will end up playing for for the remainder of this season and where he will sign going into next year. So they were unable to find a trade that they liked and they definitely felt they had enough of everything he had going on. So the Cleveland Browns have decided to part ways with Odell Beckham Jr. And he will become a free agent put on waivers coming this Monday if he does not sign with a team from the waivers then he will become a free agent and have a chance to go wherever he wants to go and in other news the NFL trade deadline did pass this week and the most notable trade one of the trades that definitely can shake up the NFC was star defensive end Vaughn Miller formerly of the Denver Broncos going to the Los Angeles Rams to join up with Donald and Ramsey on that very talented Rams defense. 
And Von Miller was traded for a second and third pick. And he actually was caught off guard with the trade and did not really know he was going to be traded. And he had a lot of good personal and community and business ties in, in the Denver area where he was said to be someone who did a lot of things in the community, helping out kids with getting glasses and doing other other charitable work with his organization. So we'll see how Vaughn Miller fits in with that defense, which already was very tough and very stout. And adding Vaughn Miller definitely puts them as one of the top NFC Super Bowl contenders. Based off the transaction alone, not to mention his play, his explosiveness, and getting after the quarterback. So Rams defense just got even better. And in other news, Falcons wide receiver Ridley has been placed on personal leave in the NFL non-football injury list for a three-week minimum. And he said he wanted to step away from the game for a little while for some personal issues. So it's probably some probably some mental health things or maybe he just felt like he needed a break from the game. So hopefully everything works out with Ridley and he returns to the game at his time whenever he feels comfortable returning to the sidelines and returning to the field. And in Tennessee, the King, Derrick Henry, will be out for 8 to 10 weeks with a foot injury. And the Tennessee Titans have brought back the legendary all-pro, all-world running back, Adrian Alday Peterson. So when we last seen Adrian Peterson or AP or AD all day as they call him, he was he was playing for the Detroit Lions running backs. And before then he had so many talented years with the with the Saints, but most notably with the Minnesota Vikings wearing number 28 and setting so many setting so many great records, including the singles game NFL rushing record of 296 yards and known for his speed, known for his strength, breaking tackles. So we'll see how all day AP Adrian Peterson fits in with that Tennessee Titan backfield to give them some depth now that Derrick Henry will be out for 8 to 10 weeks with the foot injury. And just looking back at my week eight picks, and in week eight, I was eight and six. And that brings me to 61 and 43 overall for the games that I picked in this season. And some of my most notable losses was Cincinnati losing to the New York Jets. I definitely didn't see that one coming, especially after those great performances Cincinnati has been putting on. But you know, this is professional football. Everybody's a professional when you got to bring your A game every week. Also... Pittsburgh, Cleveland, that was a low-scoring game, but Pittsburgh were able to get that win. I thought Cleveland would come out a little more explosive, but like I said before, they had some chemistry issues at receiver and Baker Mayfield, and also the San Fran-Chicago game. Chicago really didn't come out and do too much, and San Fran was ready to capitalize on that. Also, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Jacksonville Jags. And the Chargers were defeated by the New England Patriots. Not to mention the not to mention those those New Orleans Saints 
defeating the Tampa Bay Bucks definitely a surprising game, especially with Jameis Winston going down and Trevor Simeon coming in. But New Orleans has a stout defense and they came to they came to play. So that's just how it goes in the NFL, y'all. And looking on to my game of the week for Week Nine, Tennessee at Los Angeles Rams. Now, Tennessee at Los Angeles Rams. Tennessee, of course, will be without King Derrick Henry. But they do have some nice weapons on the outside, A.J. Brown. And hopefully we'll see if Julio Jones will be ready to go. When it comes to the Rams, we know they just recently got Vaughn Miller. So will he play this game? Or is he going to be just able to just go right into the, go right into the lineup and make some things happen? And how will that Tennessee defense defend the Los Angeles Rams receivers? So, in this game, playbook-wise, I would go with the Rams. Head coach-wise, I think they're just about even. I may give a slight edge to McVay and the Rams, but Tennessee has a nice coach as well. Comes to the quarterbacking. Matt Stafford has been playing very well with the Rams offense, but Tannehill is also a solid quarterback, so they're close as well. And I say that just I say that just about even. When it comes to the running back, well, I think they're just about even. Receiver-wise, I would go with the Rams. And offensive line-wise, uh, they may be about even. But D-line, front seven, I will go with the Rams. Linebacking core, maybe slight edge to the Titans. And secondary DBs, they may be just about even as secondary and DBs. So, stay tuned for my week nine picks coming up in block two of the Rob U Sports Stew Show. Welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show, NFL 2021, Week 9. Let's take a look at the games. 1 o'clock games, Buffalo at Jacksonville. And Buffalo's had a very strong season. They had a few setbacks, but the offenses look very good and defense has been solid. So I'm going to go Buffalo 27, Jacksonville 20. Atlanta at New Orleans. And now with Jameis Winston out, how will the New Orleans offense continue the momentum of the season? I believe they will be getting Taysom Hill back, so I'm sure they'll have some trick plays in there somewhere, maybe a little zone read, a little trickeration. And will the Atlanta Falcons offense be able to continue their firepower now without receiver Ridley? I'm going to go New Orleans 24, Atlanta 19. Then we have Cleveland at Cincinnati in a nice Ohio matchup. And in this game, Cincinnati has been showing a lot this season doing that thing. Cleveland has been having a solid season, but they've had their share of setbacks, injuries, and team chemistry. But in this matchup, I'm going to go Cincinnati 33, Cleveland 24. But it definitely, I believe, will be a good game. Interesting to see if those Browns defenders will be able to get after the quarterback borough of the Bengals. 
Then we have Denver at Dallas. Dallas, one of the more high-powered offenses of the season. Looking good on all cylinders. Only question is the health of Dak Prescott, his ankles. And also with Denver now losing Von Miller, how would their defense respond? I got to go with Dallas 28, Denver 17. And then we have the Deshaun Watson Bowl as Houston travels to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Now, one thing I didn't mention in the previous segment there was a lot of rumors of a potential trade between the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins to finally deal Deshaun Watson. But one of the things that the Miami Dolphins ownership wanted to do before that trade was make sure that Deshaun Watson settled those 22 civil lawsuits that he currently has pending. And as time began to tick down for the trade deadline, Deshaun Watson was not able to settle all of them. And that was one of the things that the Miami Dolphins definitely wanted him to take care of before he became a Dolphin. That way, they're not inheriting his controversy, his drama, and his situations he has going on. So they were unable to make that trade, and it looks like Houston, Texas will be forced to hang on them at least until the offseason or try to trade them on draft day. So in the Houston versus Miami game, I have to go Houston 13 Miami 20. Then we have the Las Vegas Raiders having such a turbulent season with Gruden and Ruggs and everything else going on with the front office. Going to take on the New York Giants. And in this matchup, I do believe that the Vegas Raiders will defeat the Giants with a final score of Vegas 26, New York 17. Then we have the Minnesota Vikings going to take on Baltimore Ravens. Ravens have looked strong this season. Nice offense. Lamar Jackson doing his thing. And in this game, I will go Minnesota 27, Baltimore 31. And the New England Patriots going to take on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina has had a... They had a solid start, but they had a, a lot of setbacks in recent weeks, and they were forced to bench quarterback Sam Donald in previous games. So I'll go New England 30. Carolina 17. Four o'clock games. We have the Los Angeles Chargers going to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And Eagles showed a lot of promise early in the season, but that offense has not always shown consistency, whereas the Chargers have been a little more solid offensively this season. But I'll go for the surprise win for the Eagles. Philly 31, Chargers 28. Then we have the Arizona Cardinals, who were one of the last remaining undefeated teams until they lost to the Green Bay Packers last week and going to take on the San Fran 49ers. So in this game, it's going to be a close one, but I'll go Arizona 31, San Fran 23. Then we have the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers, starting quarterback Love, going to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, who have not had their most impressive first half of the season over the last three or four seasons, but they still have those talented players in peace in, in place, <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see how that Kansas City defense defends the Green Bay Packers, and Love was not showing a lot of promise and productivity in the preseason, so will he be able to take charge of that Green Bay offense, take control, and get the ball rolling? 
and how would that Green Bay defense defend those Kansas City Chiefs receivers, especially now that the Kansas City Chiefs don't look as unstoppable as they have in previous years. But in this game, I'll go Green Bay 17, Kansas City 27. And then we have the Tennessee Titans without King Henry going to take on the Los Angeles Rams and their new acquisition, Vaughn Miller at defensive end. And how will the Tennessee Titans defense defend the Los Angeles Rams receivers? Most notably Cooper Cup, who's had a great connection with Matthew Stafford. But the Tennessee Titans do have a nice defensive backfield with their safety Bayard and also Jenkins, the cornerback. And they also have some nice players in that front seven who can get after the quarterback. So I'm going to go for a surprise upset, Tennessee 27, Los Angeles Rams 17. But I think this will be one of the best games of the weekend. And in the Monday Night Football finale, we have the Chicago Bears going to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Chicago Bears have not really shown a lot on offense this season with the rookie uh, fields in there. I don't think they really have planned a lot of offensive schemes and plays for him as well as they could have and should have. Where the Pittsburgh Steelers have a nice young running back in Najee Harris. And even though they lost Juju Smith-Schuster, they have some receivers stepping up. And Big Ben is not what he used to be, but he still is a decent quarterback. And also they have a nice stout defense. So in this game, I go Chicago 19, Pittsburgh 27. This concludes another episode of the Rob You Sports 2 Show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. See you on the next one. Be blessed. Be safe. See you on the next.